Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Throwdown Sports. I'm your host, Henry. I'm not joined by any co-host today. I guarantee you, though, that next episode, I will be either uh, joined by my main co-host, Augie, or another special co-host like we did last episode. But anyway, we have so much stuff to get into for today's podcast. So coming up in this podcast, we're going to get, to get into our Lakers versus Heat preview, because that is our official 2020 NBA Finals is the Los Angeles Lakers versus the Miami Heat. So we're going to get straight into that. I'm going to go over some problems that each team is going to be facing. I'm going to go over my prediction. And yeah, it should be a lot of fun. So after that, we're, we're going we're gonna to go straight into your big headlines to keep you up to date. So much has been going on in the sports world. After that, we're going to take a short break. And then we're going to come back with our stardom situm for week four to help out your fantasy team this week. Then we're going to go into our questions. And then we are going to end it off. So... Let's get started with our Lakers versus Heat 2020 NBA Finals preview. Yay! It is time for game preview. Our game preview for today, of course, is the Lakers versus Heat for our NBA Finals. Super excited for this. So I'm going to go over some some things, basically on just some problems for Miami, some problems for the Lakers. Then I'm going to dive into my prediction. So let's just get right into it. So I think the real danger for Miami is my man AD, Anthony Davis's mid-range shooting. Davis is taking more mid-range shots per game this postseason than any other player besides Marcus Aldridge did during the regular season. Not only that, not only that he's taking all those shots, he's also making 50.6% of them. That's insane. They're not going to be able to stop Anthony Davis's mid-range shot. Anthony Davis's mid-range shot is too lethal. Anyway, another problem for the Miami Heat. Who the heck or are they going to play for their backup center? What I mean by this, Miami started the playoffs playing some small ball. Not super small ball, just slight small ball. Once they decided to move Bam Adebayo to center for full time, the Boston series pushed the Heat even further into an extreme, extreme level. By the end of the series, Andre Iguodala was their backup center. The logic of that is crazy. How Andre Iguodala is your backup center. Bam will get it done while he's out there. But if you put Andre Iguodala out there at center, I'm not. You're not gonna be able to beat the Lakers like that. You're just not. Anyway, a problem for the Lakers. On the other hand, we have the Lakers. It, Miami's fourth quarter, they dominate in the fourth quarter. What I mean is, through the first three quarters of their 15 playoff games, the Heat have outscored their opponents by a total of seven points. In four in four quarters, they are an outstanding. Listen to this. Plus 68. That is the 8th best figure by any team this century. And the Heat still have a round to improve upon it. But will they? It's not quite clear yet. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Miami is clutch, especially Tyler Hero in the 4th quarter. And they just got other players that are able to make those plays. Really when it matters most, right at the end of that 4th quarter. If you really think, think about it. Think about it. You look back. Think of how many ga- close games they went in the Boston series and the other series. They 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 went into they went into the, in fourth overtime or not fourth overtime. The fourth quarter. Think of how many shots Tyler Hero is knocking down. Think of like how clutch they are. It's it's crazy. Their their fourth quarter is insane. But anyway, I'm going to move on to my prediction. So my prediction is I'm going to have a lot of people are going to disagree with this, but I'm going to say Lakers. Are going to beat the Heat in five. There comes a point when when betting against LeBron James just becomes like foolish. Like 
I've, I've bet against LeBron James too many times. I'm not going to make that mistake again. The guy is going to his 10th. 10th finals. Now, only special teams have beaten him in in the in the finals. So he's won three, and he's been denied. This will be his 10th. So that's not a great winning percentage. I'm not going to lie. But the only teams that have beaten him have been special teams, is my point. And the Spurs in 2007... They were a great team. The 2014 Warriors were in a, like a tiny little dynasty. And even Dallas in 2011 had a little team of, of dynasty thing, like a little dynasty thing going for them. The Heat are very good with Jimmy Butler. He's, I love, I love Jimmy Butler. I've always loved Jimmy Butler. Um, it's very, very solid player, all around solid player. And then they've got their closures. Bam Adebayo is a rapid, rapid develop, developing star. He's he's young and he's he's great. He's very young. And and Tyler Hero is clutch, very very clutch, and also one of my favorite players. At at, at key positions, they don't really have anybody that can slow the goat LeBron James down. Miami. Miami really doesn't have people that I think will be able to shut down James. I think the only way that you're going to beat the Lakers is by shutting down LeBron James. Again, I really don't think they can. LA is playing better too. Perhaps it's the best basketball of of the se- of the season with Rajon Rondo has has been a key role in Dwight Howard turning turning just t- coming in. Dwight Howard, I like what I've seen from him. Miami will com- will will come to play every game in the series. But again, taking Lakers in five, uh, we'll see. That's my prediction, though. But anyway, we're going to move on to our big headlines for today. Yay! We're going to dive right into our big headlines for today. We're just going to dive right into them. The Tampa Bay Lightning are officially your 2020 Stanley Cup champions. They defeated the Dallas Stars in Game 6 of the Stanley Cup Finals, and they have won it. The the Lightning have won it. The Lightning won by a score of 2-0 in an empty arena up in Canada. Moving on to our other big headlines, the Tennessee Titans and the the Minnesota Vikings Vikings closed their faculties after Titans players test positive for the coronavirus. The Tennessee Titans have closed their faculties until Saturday after three players and five staff members tested positive for the coronavirus. The NFL announced this on Tuesday. Pretty crazy. They're all the uh, three all three players have been placed on their reserved COVID-19 list. Kind of crazy to me how they have actually made like an actual reserved list just for players with COVID-19. Crazy how this has changed the game. Anyway, moving on to our other big headlines. The Atlanta Falcons make history with their loss to the Bears. The Falcons become the first team in NFL history to lose back-to-back games, leading by 15 or more points in the final quarter. If you're an Atlanta Falcons fan, I'm sorry. I feel bad for you. Anyway, moving on to other big headlines, because Doc Rivers is officially out as the LA Clippers coach after a disappointing end to the season. Doc Rivers has stepped down as the LA, as the LA Clippers coach. The team fell short of a championship with high expectations this season after acquiring all-stars like Kawhi Leonard and Paul George during last offseason. But Doc Rivers is out. So they're in the market for a new head coach. Anyway, that was our big headlines for today. We have to finish a short break, but when we come back, we have our stardom and sit-in for week four to help your odds to win in fantasy this week. Make sure to stick around. We'll be right back. You have a lot to say. Maybe you've thought, I should start a podcast. Meet Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. 
It's a powerful mobile app and web tool that lets you record a podcast anywhere and distribute it everywhere. It's great whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out. And it's 100% free. You can record your show straight into Anchor on your phone, iPad, or the web using any mic you want. Record alone or with friends or co-hosts anywhere in the world. We can't wait to hear your podcast. Okay, we're back from that short break, and we're going to get started with our stardom and sit for week four. Make sure you listen closely because this could actually help out your fantasy team this week. So definitely make sure you listen closely. So basically how this is going to work, I'm going to go through the stardom, which is going to be two quarterbacks, two running backs, two wide receivers, and one tight end. And I'm going to do the same thing for sit on the other side. So let's get started with stardom. For your first quarterback, stardom is going to be Matthew Stafford for the Detroit Lions going against the New Orleans Saints. Yes, I know the Saints have a very good defense. Very good defense. I actually have them on my fantasy team. The Saints defense has been doing good. but uh, And I know Matthew Stafford throughout his career hasn't been crazy, but Stafford has been going off so far this season. you got to look at this season. Stafford is averaging, listen, average 307.8 passing yards per game. And he's posted a crazy touchdown to interception ratio of 13 to 5. And he's he's just he's popping off in 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 the in 2020 so far. It's and again, I know that the Saints defense is so good. I, I really know the Saints defense is good, but you gotta trust me on this one. I think Matthew Stafford will have a very good fantasy performance just from the way he's been popping off. You gotta look at what they've been that what they've been doing for the past couple games. Anyway, on to our other quarterback for stardom, and this one's going to sound a little bit crazy, but just hear me out. Ryan Fitzpatrick for the Miami Dolphins going against the Seattle Seahawks. If we've learned anything from Ryan Fitzpatrick, it's that if we've learned anything from his career, just watching him, it's that you got to ride the train while you can because it will stop. You got to you got to make sure you're watching because it will stop. Ryan Fitzpatrick is is coming out of a of three very solid weeks. In 2020, and he's gone against very good teams: Buffalo, Jacksonville, and now he's going. He's going against Seattle. He's he's going against good teams. He's thrown for a total of five against against Buffalo and Jacksonville. He's thrown for a total of five scores and zero interceptions. And don't forget, he can also run. Like when he gets room, yes, he's old. He can he can actually run. Plus, going against the Seahawks, the Seahawks have allowed each quarterback they've faced so far this season to throw for at least, at least 397 yards and produce multiple touchdowns. Fitzpatrick is very capable of this. And again, he can actually do something with his legs on the ground if he gets room. Yes, he's old. I know. He can actually do something, though, on the ground. Anyway, moving on to running backs for stardom. Running backs. This one is such a good one. This is by far my best one. James Robinson for the Jacksonville Jaguars versus Cincinnati. The more you watch James Robinson play, the more you wonder, why do I not have this guy on my fantasy team? That's all I think when I'm watching him. I don't have him on my fantasy team, and I'm sad. I might actually, like, this guy, you should pick him up because he is not rostered a lot. He will probably be in free agency, probably, unless somebody else has, has... is really smart and picks him up. He he's looking. He's already had. He's he hasn't had many snaps, but the snaps he has had, he's done good. He's he's in week four. The Jaguars are traveling to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Bengals, you know, they're not the best. <laughs> they're not the best. They have allowed each each starting running back they've faced to run for at least eighty four yards. Robinson is still available. 
on a lot of, of, of waivers. That's the whole reason that this one is so big. Anyway, moving on to our other running back for stardom. This is Daryl Henderson for the LA Rams against the New York Giants. <sighs> Daryl Henderson. Heading into this season, Sean McVay said the Rams would 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 not give the ball to, to Henderson as much. Again, they don't have like that star, they don't have that star running back anymore. And after a 20-carry, 114-yard effort game against the Buffalo defense, Henderson clearly looks like the best player for, for McVay. Like, if I'm Sean McVay, you're, I'm looking at the game that he just put up against Buffalo, and I'm saying, I'm going to get that guy the ball. 40% of his carries have resulted in first downs or scores. Henderson is is a very, very solid running back. Henderson also looks... He's 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 excellent. He played excellent in week two against the tough Eagles run defense, and he earned the start ahead of Mac of Malcolm Brown. So I don't know. And they, the the way that the Rams actually managed to come back and beat Buffalo, it should be interesting. So definitely keep an eye on Daryl Henderson in your fantasy league. Anyway, moving on to our our uh, wide receivers. This one is I know. Uh, he he might he's probably not gonna he's probably not in a lot of uh, leagues free agency but just hear me out Jarvis Landry wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns versus Dallas the Cowboys have allowed an NFL worst seven touchdowns to oppose to opposing wideouts so far this season slot receivers have done the majority of that damage like Tyler Lockett last last week if if I was the person I was going against in fantasy last week he blew me out mainly because he had Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett went off last week because this Dallas defense is giving up so many like like points and open in opening to the slot wide receivers. The Browns the the Browns, he also they also won against the Browns and he went off that game. Jarvis Landry and Odo Beckham both are looking like solid wide receivers. I know Odo Beckham's definitely gonna be picked up. So I I'm gonna go for Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry or Odo Beckham. Definitely grab him if you can. Our other wide receivers for stardom is Alan Lazard for the Green Bay Packers versus the Atlanta Falcons. So, only Seattle has surrendered has surrendered more receiving yards to wide receivers than Atlanta. So, only one more team has has given up more receiving yards than Atlanta. It's you should definitely go for Alan Alan Lazard. Lazard is coming off of a career game against the Saints, but in it very very solid game. So definitely, I know I know I'm not giving a lot of good reasons here, but I just got a feeling. I got a feeling deep down, Alan Lazard would definitely be a solid, especially with Devontae Adams out. Definitely because he's now their number one. Definitely grab Alan Lazard. Okay, our tight end for our starting for this week is uh, T.J. Hawkins for the Detroit Lions versus the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints have been has been the most generous defense in terms of allowed fantasy points to tight ends. I was saying earlier that St. Stephen's is good. They're good defense, but if you look at the numbers, they've allowed so many fantasy points to tight ends. The Saints have allowed a tight end to earn a record touch to earn a record a touchdown each of their three games. They've already given up 20 receptions to the position as well. Hawkins has been quiet. He's he's quietly entering week four, but he is still a top 10 fantasy tight end who who has surpassed 50 receiving yards and nabbed at least four catches in each of his games in 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 this season so far look he's another solid tight end you definitely want to look out for him keep an eye on tj hawkins anyway we're moving on to our sit for week four
Okay, it is time for our sit for week four. And since we are tight on time, I'm only going to do one quarterback, and I'm going to do two the two running backs at the same time, and then I'm going to do uh, the two the two wide receivers and then the two dead ends. But we're going to get started with our quarterback, our sit quarterback for week four. I think it's kind of obvious to a lot of people. It is obviously Carson Wentz of the Philadelphia Eagles at San Francisco. Wentz has been awful. He I, He's been horrible. And a lot of people have him as their number one, like, starting quarterback. <laughs> but he has done horrible. The People have him as their number one thanks to 74 rushing yards and a pair of touchdowns on the ground. That's that's all he's done. Wentz has also tossed a pair of interceptions in each of Philadelphia's three games. Each. He's thrown two interceptions in each of their three games. And he only has three touchdown throws. He's dipped into, like, one of the worst quarterbacks I've seen, and he's also at, like, an all-time low quarterback rating of 63.9. He's just all around and playing horrible. Unless he steps up his game, he's going to be on my sit on my sit list for a long time. Okay, so we're moving on to our running backs, and I'm going to do them at the same time because we are tight on time. So, Leonard Fournette and... It was because they actually play for the same team, so it actually works out even better. Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the LA Charger. Both of these guys, you're gonna want to, you're gonna want to sit them. We already like just because, just because they're just so far they haven't even been doing good. It just don't select a Tampa Bay running back. Just don't. Jones opened the season as as like a decent as like a decent running back. He only he fumbled in week two, and th- then Leonard Fournette came in, who who rushed for a hundred yards. Then instead of sticking with Fournette in week three, they put Jones back in, and he outtouched Fournette's. And he the, the situation, the running back situation in Tampa Bay is just so confusing that you never know who to put in Leonard Fournette or Ronald Jones because sometimes Leonard you put you put in Leonard Fournette. He'd get four points, maybe less, because they, they played Ronald Jones. Sometimes you put in Ronald Jones because you never know who they're really going to play is the thing. It's, it gets really frustrating as a fancy owner. I just say bench both of them. Anyway, moving on to our wide receivers. We have T.Y. Hilton for the Indianapolis Colts against Chicago. Sit him. Sit him. When the Colts signed Philip Rivers, it seemed like a pretty good deal. It seemed like, like Philip Rivers still, still had a lot still had a lot to give. And with a speedy wide receiver and just a solid running, uh, solid uh, wide receiver like T.Y. Hilton, who really is a solid, who's a, really a solid wide receiver, I'm gonna say sit him. The things just started; it's just started to, to fall to to just kind of, it just kind of sloped a little bit. I don't I don't really know how to say this. Hilton has yet to catch five five passes or surpass 53 of receiving yards in any game. While we know Hilton is capable of putting up huge numbers like he has in the past, like we've seen. Because I've always thought of T.Y. Hilton as a very solid uh, wide receiver. Just so far, I don't think it's clicked with Phil Rivers yet. Maybe later on in the season it's clicked, but so far for now, sit him. It hasn't clicked yet. Our other wide receiver is Darius Slayton for the New York Giants versus the L.A. Rams. Sit him. Speaking of just like not clicking with the quarterback, Daniel Jones and Darius Slayton have not clicked at all. Daniel Jones has only had a pair of touchdowns in three games and continues to turn the ball over way too frequently. The Giants have looked to, to, their, have be, to become the one of the worst 
teams in the NFL right now, and Jones is struggling, which means Darius, once your quarterback is struggling, the number one wide receiver is struggling. That's just how it goes. They're, it's just not going good. Slayton is a very good wide receiver. Again, it's just not clicked yet. You can't. It just hasn't clicked. It may click later, but for now, you got to sit him. Our tight end is Jimmy Graham for the Chicago Bears versus Indianapolis. Graham was was the top tight end for, for week three, and but uh, he's likely to come crashing back to, to, to like another game like he had. You just don't play like he did in week three and then come back like that. He played outstanding in week three. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but then after falling behind early, the Bears went all out with, with passes in the second half. And Graham was played very good. Graham was asked to run 42 routes and, re- and responded very impressively. Like, very, very solid. He did very good in week three. But I think don't I, I wouldn't expect the kind of what's what he did in week three to happen again in week four. It's, again, going, I just, I wouldn't expect that to happen. All, through three games, Indianapolis has only allowed six catches and 32 yards and zero touchdowns to the tight end position. Uh, out, uh, Graham didn't surpass 25 yards in either of the other two, in either of the other games that he played besides week three, week one, week two. He didn't even get 25 yards. I think he's going to go back down to not being able to get 25 yards. So sit Jimmy, sit Jimmy Graham this week. Anyway, that's going to do it for a stardom sit him for week four. I hope. I really hope that 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 helped you guys out. I really, really hope it helped you guys out. But anyway, we're going to move on to our questions, and then we're going to end off the podcast. On to our next segment. Yay! Our last segment for today is answering a question that one of you guys sent in. If you would like to send in a question, you can always email me at thirdonsports1 at gmail.com or message me on Instagram or Twitter. Both links will be down in the description slash listener notes. Okay, our question that got sent in today was, right now, what NFC team is most likely to make the Super Bowl? In other words, what NFC team right now is the best? And I think the answer is very obvious. Is the Green Bay Packers led by quarterback Aaron Rodgers? It is so obvious because it feels like Aaron Rodgers is back. What I mean by Aaron Rodgers being back is that, like, to, like, to be completely fair, he never actually went anywhere. But what I mean when, when I say he's back is... He set crazy stand- standards for himself a, a, wi- a ways back, like oh, a while ago, when when he set four seasons of 38 or more or more touchdowns and two MVPs between this small stretch of 2011 and 2016. That's he did, that was like his prime right there. Like he that was like his best. Like without without those five years, people wouldn't consider him to be as good as he is today. But that stretch right there is when. That was like the best of his career. That's his prime right there. So during that stretch, he he also put like c- career highs in completion percentage with sixty eight point three, passing yards with four thousand six hundred and forty three, and touch and touchdown passes with forty five. So basically, what I'm saying, he did insane in that stretch. So what I've seen, especially during Sunday's thirty seven to thirty victory over the New Orleans Saints, what I've seen is that he's pulling out his old tricks, like. Like he easily outdueled Drew Brees and helped the Green Bay Packers, uh, be like get get the W that that game. It just it seems like Aaron Rodgers is back, and it's like after after that that prime, and it seems it seems like he can do what he did after a while because it seems like for for those three years from 2016, like for, like after like the 2016 2019, he didn't put up as nearly high standards as he did 2011 2016. So basically, what I'm saying, it feels like. 
we're seeing old Aaron Rodgers back in that that prime, like that little stretch. Because he, but th- then again, that's just during Sunday's game. To, to play like he actually did during that stretch, we're going to have to see a whole season of what he played in that game. I don't know if we're going to see it, but as of right now, which is the question, right now, what is the best team in the NFC? I'm going to go right now is Green Bay Packers, but that could very easily change. Anyway, that's going to do today's episode of Third Down Sports. I really hope you guys enjoyed, and I really hope that helped that uh, starting to sit them for week four. It really helped you guys out. Really hope that helped out your fancy team. But that is going to do it for today's episode. Hope you kept up to date. Just all around. Just hope you enjoyed. Um, Henry, all social links will be down below. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Definitely make sure you go check all those out. All that good stuff. I'm your host, Henry. Peace out, everybody. <laughs>